0: We are in Yevamos Chaf Aleph twenty one B one. The Gemara just went through the list of the various uh, rabbinic the various relationships which are forbidden on a rabbinic level, um, and it's worthwhile to go back to the art scroll on page twenty one A four, which has the diagram. It's really a good diagram uh, which shows exactly who is forbidden both on a Torah level and on a rabbinic level. It uh, shows the eight, sorry, the seven cases which are forbidden on a biblical level. Uh, your mother, your father's wife, your father's, your, un, your, your aunt by only only on the father's side, your father's paternal brother's wife, um, that type of an aunt. Uh, your daughter, your daughter-in-law, your daughter's daughter, and your son's daughter. Um, so that, it describes seven of the cases. It's not limited to those seven, but it does describe seven of the, it shows seven of the cases which are forbidden on a biblical level. And then the Gemara, which we just did, adds various rabbinic prohibitions. And so if you see on that diagram in the gray It shows the different rabbinic prohibitions, and essentially these rabbinic prohibitions are, um, grandparents. Grandparents are on the, are on the rabbinic prohibition, your father's mother, uh, your mother's, uh, your mother's mother, and then also step-grandparents, your, your father's, father's wife, and your mother's father's wife. And then, you also have, going down, you have on a rabbinic level your son's daughter-in-law and your daughter's daughter-in-law. Um, and so that you also see on the, on the diagram. And then the last group, which is what we're going to be discussing in today's recording, is the group of aunts. And so we mentioned how you're, on a biblical level, the father's paternal brother's wife is a Torah prohibition. On a rabbinic level, they also prohibited the father's maternal brother's wife and the mother's paternal brother's wife, right? So it's there's always at least a a father in that picture because on a Torah level, you have the father's paternal brother's wife who's prohibited. Uh, On a rabbinic level, they said the father's maternal brother's wife um, or the mother's Maternal brother's wife. So the Gemara is going to want to know now. This is what the Gemara will discuss in this recording. It's really just one question that we'll do in this recording. Is did the, did the did, Is there a rabbinic prohibition for the mother's maternal brother's wife, where there's absolutely no father involved at all, where it's just the mother's maternal brother's wife? And so you could you could also see that on the diagram. It's a lot easier if you see the diagram. Okay, so let's go back to our Gemara and Khafala from Bez to see how they ask the question. Ybailuhu, they ask the following question Achei A'em Mahu. What is the status? Is there a prohibition with regard to the mother's maternal brother's wife? What's this what's the law? So the Gemara presents both sides to what exactly are they asking? Do we say that the cases that we know of already where there's a rabbinic prohibition, there's at least some aspect of the father. Why is it necessary to have an aspect of the father? This is a general rule, which is which we have actually seen in the past, which is that when it comes to family, when it comes to defining what we call mishpacha, it's it's based on it's primarily based on the father. We had in the past achva uh, achva miyakov that brothers are brothers based on Yaakov, based on the fact that they have the same father. Yaakov was the father for all of the twelve children, even though they had different mothers. And mishpacha, when we discuss family, that's primarily based on. The father. There are different things which are based on the father and different things which are the statuses which are defined based on the mother. As we've also saw in the past, the mother defines the status as to whether or not the child is Jewish. Here, the father defines the is the primary factor in terms of uh, whether or not it's viewed as considered as part of the mishpacha, as part of the family. And so the Gemara is asking here, in all the rabbinic prohibitions, there's at least some sort of connection to a father, whether it's the father's maternal brother or it's the mother's paternal brother and their their wives. Uh, so that's the rabbinic prohibition. So do we say that, but in the case where it's the mother's maternal brother's wife, where there's no father involved whatsoever, they did not decree there's no, there's no rabbinic prohibition in that case? Or do we say that there's no difference? Nigmar wants to know that, no, maybe they, they prohibited all different types of ants all different types of relationships where there's an end, so then that's the case that they prohibit it. That's what the Gemara wants to know. So the Gemara first says, they object to the question, the Amr of Asafr, says, He vanam nikum says, I don't understand. Of course that is, it's permissible, because there's a concept, this is a general concept, that when there's a rabbinic prohibition, which is there to create a fence, we do not create a rabbinic prohibition where it's a fence to a fence, to a Torah violation. When the rabbis create a prohibition, it's just to create one fence, but they will never create a fence to, uh, to prevent you from violating the rabbinic prohibition, which itself is there to prevent you from violating a Torah prohibition. They'll only create one fence. They will not create uh, two fences. Uh, and over here, in, in this case, the whole, the whole reason why the ant on a rabbinic level is prohibited is because of the case of the father's paternal brother's wife, the father's uh, paternal brother's wife, and so therefore they made a rabbinic prohibition for these other cases where there's some sort of father involved. That's one, one type of offense. To then say that there's another prohibition for a different situation where it's the mother's maternal brother's wife, that would be creating offense to offense. So it's clear that there's no rabbinic prohibition. So Rabbi says back, no, it's not true. Amarba atuku in who says, I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? For we have many cases here in what we just discussed, where it seems like it's a where it seems like it's a decree to protect another decree. It's a fence to pre- to prevent you from violating a rabbinic decree. What are the cases? Where we can prove this. emo erva. We have a few cases. He's going to present, I think, three cases. Imo erva. Your mother is a biblical prohibition. Ami moshnia. So they said on a rabbinic level, you cannot marry your mother's mother. The gazrael im aviv, mishum im And then they made another decree to say that you're not allowed to marry your father's mother. Not just your mother's mother, which was the first decree. First decree. Then they made another decree to say, you're not allowed to marry your father's mother. The time am I. So, what, isn't, this, isn't this a rabbinic decree to prevent you from violating another rabbinic decree? No. The reason is, is, It's true. Maybe from our eyes, a mother's mother is a different relationship than a father's mother and might have a different halachic status, even on a rabbinic level. But at the end of the day, they made a, a rabbinic prohibition for both because they're both called grandmothers. At the end of the day, everyone it's colloquially referred to as grandmothers, even though it's a different type of grandmother. A mother's mother and a father's mother might have different halachic status. But because everybody refers to them as grandmothers, so the rabbis, they put them in one category and they and they prohibited all grandmothers. So it's not a gzera l'gzera. Like it's not a rabbinic decree to prevent you from violating another rabbinic decree, but they're all under the category of grandmother so that you don't marry your actual mother. So it's not a rabbinic decree to prevent you from violating another rabbinic decree, it all falls under grandmother. And similarly, another example, Aviv Irva. Your stepmother is a biblical prohibition, your father's wife. So then they they as a result of that they prohibited your father's father's wife, your step grandmother. Then they made another rabbinic decree, because your father's father's wife is Prohibited they then said that your mother's father's wife is prohibited. There's a rabbinic prohibition to marry your mother's father's wife. Ah, uh, isn't that a Xerxera? Isn't that a rabbinic decree to prevent you from violating a rabbinic decree? No, they're two at the time of my cool debate No, they're all called your grandfather's wife. Even though it's a different type of a grandfather. One's your father's one's your father's father, one's your mother's father. Still, they're all called, everyone refers to them as your grandfather's wife, so it's all under the same category. And similarly, Erva. If you have your the um, your your father's paternal brother brother's wife is a biblical prohibition. Your father's paternal brother's wife. So then they made a rabbinic prohibition for your father's maternal brother's wife. So then they made a second rabbinic prohibition of your mother's paternal brother's wife based on the fact of the first rabbinic prohibition of your father's maternal brother. The time my, why do they do this? Why would they make a second rabbinic prohibition? We generally don't do that. Same reason. Because in all these cases, it's referred to as your uncle's wife whether it's your father's maternal brother's wife, or it's your mother's paternal brother's wife, in the end of the day, everyone refers to it as your uncle's wife. So, mahu. So, don't don't ask the question that uh, we don't we never have a zero, we never have a rabbinic prohibition to prevent you from violating another rabbinic prohibi- prohibition. Over here, it's not about the fact that it's trying to prevent you from violating another rabbinic prohibition, it's just they all fall under the same category of what people refer to them as, whether it's... Grandparents, or step-grandparents, or uh, your aunt. For all these cases, that's what they, that's that's how people refer to them as, and therefore they created a prohibition for all those cases. So they want to know, in in the end of the day, did they make a rabbinic prohibition for this other type of an aunt? Where it's your mother's maternal brother's wife. Where it's all on the mother's side, it's your mother's maternal brother's wife. Did they make a rabbinic prohibition or not? And so now the Gemara is going to answer this question. So we still have the question. The Gemara is going to answer it, uh, based on the, on the following line. And, uh, that's what we'll do for, for today's recording. We'll just answer the question. So the Gemara says as follows. Tashma. Let's hear a proof. When he came, when he came to Bavel, when he came to Bavel, to Babylonia, He said that in Israel they set the following rule. We have the following rule, an interesting rule. Whenever there's a prohibition, a biblical prohibition for a for a woman for a nekeva for a woman, so then the rabbis prohibited the um, the if it was a male in that type of a relationship, they prohibited the male's wife. So any time where there's a prohibition for a female, so then they prohibited the in that same type of relationship. If if the, if the person would be male, they would prohibit the male's wife. That's the rule. And the Rava then questions this rule. How could this be a general rule? Amar Rava V'Klalahu, this is a general rule. How could you call this a general rule? I'll give you a whole bunch of cases where that's not true, which we also dealt, we, we had these cases in the last recording. Hamoso erva, your mother-in-law, is a biblical prohibition to marry your mother-in-law. However, eshesham of muteris, but to marry your father-in-law's wife, who's not the mother of your wife, to marry your father-in-law's wife, your stepmother in law that's allowed, even though um, it's basically replacing the relationship between a female to a male, and the male's wife is permissible. Another case, bashamoso erva. Your mother-in-law's daughter is, is a prohibition because it's your sister-in-law. It's your wife's sister. That is a Torah prohibition. However, if your mother-in-law had a son, i.e., your brother-in-law, your brother-in-law's wife, that is, it's permissible to marry your brother-in-law's wife. Um, after, after they get divorced or after he dies, it's permissible to marry your brother-in-law's wife. Another case. Baz chamav, a similar case, your wife's sister, based on your father-in-law's daughter. Your father-in-law has a daughter. That's your wife's sister. It's a similar case, but you then your father-in-law's son's wife is permissible. So we have all these cases where the female is prohibited, but if you replace that relationship with a male, and then he gets married, it's permissible. The list goes on. Erva. Your wife's daughter is... Your stepdaughter is prohibition but uh, your your stepson's wife is permissible your wife's uh, daughter's daughter your, your step-granddaughter is a biblical prohibition but the if you replace that with the male your step-grandson's wife is permissible so we have all these cases where uh there's a torah prohibition for the female and yet if you replace that relationship with a male and they get married so then it's permissible so how could we make the rule what exactly is this what is, is this rule so the word it says so then whats the what's the rule referring to uh, so it must be, we're answering our question now, it must be that the, when he says that this is the rule, it's coming to include the following case, the case that we're asking about. The case where uh, your father's maternal brother's wife is a rabbinic prohibition. Your mother's maternal wife, uh, paternal paternal brother's wife, is also a rabbinic prohibition. We're like asked about, what about your mother's uh, maternal brother's wife? Well, your mother's maternal brother's wife is also a replacement of Your own, let's say you have your mother, your mother has a sister. Your mother has a maternal sister. That is also a Torah prohibition. There's a Torah prohibition to marry your mother's maternal sister. And so this rule is saying, well, replace the female for a male, your mother's maternal brother, and they get married, the wife. That is a rabbinic prohibition. And that's what the rule is referring to. The rule is referring to the case where your mother's maternal sister is a Torah prohibition. Replace it with a male now it's your mother's maternal brother. And they get married. So then that's the case where there's a prohibition. So that, that that's the case. And that answers our question that really there is a rabbinic prohibition. It's, it seems to be for a different reason. It's, it's through marriage. Um, it's because of it's replacing the mother's uh, sister for the mother's brother and the brother's wife. Uh, but that is, but in the end the day, there is a rabbinic prohibition. And that answers the question. The marriage just asks the following question, which I think is an important question. We made this as a rule. There's a rule that for the following cases, if there's a relationship with um, to a female, so then if you replace it with a male, and then the male gets married, so then there's another prohibition. But we just said there's a whole list of cases where we don't apply the rule. So what exactly, what's, what, exactly how, what makes this a rule? And why is this different than the other cases? Why It seems a bit arbitrary that sometimes we will apply this rule, sometimes we won't apply this rule. So the answer is no, it's not arbitrary. And it's an important point. In cases where there's just uh, the relationship, is a relationship is just based, they're blood relatives. Where they're already blood relatives, it's just, and then when you replace the female for the male and they get married, that's when we're going to have urbanic prohibition. So, for example, the mother's sister is a blood relative. So, if you replace it with a male, and they get married, so then in those cases we'll say that there's a rabbinic prohibition in those cases, because you're already a blood relative. Any blood relative where the relationship is with a female, so then if you if that's replaced, uh, if that that relationship is, that, is with a male, so then that male's wife would be a rabbinic prohibition. However, in all the cases that we mentioned before, those aren't blood relatives. Those are through marriage. Those are all relatives through marriage. Whether it's, if you go back through the cases, whether it's a mother-in-law, or a father-in-law's um, child, or it's your stepdaughter or stepson. Those are all through You're related to all of them through marriage. It's all because your wife, son. So then you're not prohibited to their wife because that's already all through marriage. So this rule only applies in cases where you're related through to blood relative. So then whenever there's a blood relative, so then we'll make a rabbinic prohibition to say that if that situation is not female, but it's a male, that relationship is a male, so then we also prohibit the male's, uh, that person's wife. And so it's, a, it's an important rule. That rule itself is an important rule. Uh, so we will stop here in the tomorrow and we'll continue in the next recording.